was raised by a very traditional family. You have to grow up and you have to go to school and then you have to get your master's degree and then you have to work in corporate America and get married and have children and then you die. Welcome to another episode about artists balancing a full-time job and an art career. I'm Ariana Roche, and this is not a hobby. This episode, I will talk with Daniela Antello, an artist and realtor living and working in the fourth largest city in the United States, Houston, Texas. Her art is primarily performative and focuses on the use of our body to deal with communication, relationships, and the urban landscape. Originally from Caracas, Venezuela, she moved to Florida with her family at age 12. After living abroad in Dubai, she found herself moving to Houston in 2010 when her husband was relocated for work. You know, Houston is the, the guy that's, that's not handsome, but he's like the nice guy that you get to know. Like when you're setting up a friend with a guy and they ask you like, are they handsome? And you're like, oh, he's nice, you know? Right. That's kind of what Houston is to me. <laughs> I was not very excited about coming to Houston because all I heard about was this like, oh, you're just there for work and it's just oil and gas stuff with big highways and all these horrible things about Houston, which are not true. I think Houston has um, welcomed me. Um, I've, I've been able to build a career and build a community in the arts and have um, friends that are like family. So it's become this thing that just grew on me like a fungus and <laughs> now it's home. How do you describe your studio practice or is there a studio practice? That's a very interesting question. <laughs> Um, I think the creative process for me is very messy and I, I do have a space in my house that is my studio mm -hmm. and I'll go there to like kind of sit and think and I have a, a wall full of like inspirations and um, yeah that, that so the space is there like the, the physical space is there mm -hmm. as far as making the work it's very difficult to make work in the space because for example I, I did a piece with another artist that was like I, I wanted to hang from different Houston locations and oh. just hang and like a pendulum. So obviously I can't make that in my studio, but like right. the concept maybe initiates there. Okay. Um, but I will say that I carry the studio with me at all times. I have a, uh, a book, like a little notebook that I carry with me and then I'll, I'll be like in traffic and an idea comes to mind and, yeah. and I write it down. I'm always thinking in terms of uh, collaboration because I, I, usually the ideas that I think about, mm -hmm. I can't do myself. Right. I always need somebody else to complete it. A lot of the work that I've seen so far deals a lot with communication and the performance that happens when you're communicating with people. Um, yeah. So I'm just wondering if being bilingual plays into these projects. I think definitely. I mean, even if I don't think about it that way, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've lived in different countries and I've had to like readapt <laughs> to uh, meeting new people and uh, and I by nature I'm very uh, gestural like in my own communication and obviously I'm um, super interested in dance which also is very, like using your body to communicate right. um, and and you're absolutely right I think most of my work deals with people like mm -hmm. I have to be with other humans uh, whether it's a, that I'm looking for a reaction from them or like a trace of a gesture um, I think the work does have a lot to do with 
how we communicate. And now that I'm thinking about the work that I've made, all of it basically has to do with the use of the body and communicating in some type of way. I do love to dance. Like dance has become a part of my life and it's something that I it's like a tool. Mm -hmm. I'm not necess I don't necessarily consider myself a dancer. Um, like, I'm, you know, I'm not like, oh, a professional dancer that dances. <laughs> I'm just a mover. Like, I need to move. And uh, if I'm not dancing, I'm probably really cranky. And if I'm cranky, I'm probably not making art or anything else. Right. So it's just one another tool that I use. But I find that movement is very important for me. And like mm -hmm. the use of gestures and the use of the body. Um, so even when I'm making drawings, they're, they're very gestural. It's like I'm, I'm like moving my body and then the traces of that movement is what the drawing becomes. When I decided that, um, you know, I did not want to be in that corporate um, job setting and going to art school, I'm thinking also like, okay, I also need to think about um, financial, the financial side of things because I, I was telling you, like, I like to travel and I, I like to be able to be financially independent and it's important. Um, so I um, became a real estate agent <laughs> when I decided that I also wanted to be an artist. <laughs> so I was exploring these two new careers kind of at the same time. I just kind of took, you know, both courses. And funny enough, life just works itself so that Right. They they merge into each other. Like I'm with people all the time and, and I get to experience how people live and, and it's such a like a person like it becomes very personal with people. Mm -hmm. So I think that also feeds into my interests of performance art and collaboration and uh, gestures and movement. What do you think is the most performative aspect of your job? Um all of it <laughs> from from the phone call to yeah to get, like meeting people um yeah i feel like um you're so vulnerable in both like in in your performance practice and you know as an artist it's very vulnerable yeah and meeting new people is also very very vulnerable so right. so you have to always um like kind of protect yourself uh, like your energy and um and you always have to kind of look at yourself from an outsider point of, point of view. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's performative in, in, in every sense, really. From the moment that people are calling you, there's already that initial interaction that can be a little bit awkward. And then you're, you're kind of like selling yourself, but you don't want to be too much of a salesperson. So again, all these rules and parameters of how to sell yourself. And then when you're in the process of, um, of selling the house, at least for me, I, I get to meet people on a very personal level. I've right. even set up clients together that are, that are still together. Um, so it, beca it becomes about life. Like I, um, when people ask me like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, do you want to keep on doing real estate or are you going to be an artist? Like, I think people are obsessed with defining like mm -hmm. what you are. A, a professor actually from University of Houston said, you know, you're, you're probably going to have to choose, you know, you, you can either be an artist or you can be um, a real estate agent because um, as an artist, there's this like mystery and like this, you know, the struggling artist that's like figuring out their their life. And if you tell people that you are, are a realtor, then it, it loses a little bit of that magic or, or whatnot. And um, so I left, I remember leaving that conversation. I was a little bit disappointed. I was like, well, maybe he's right. Maybe I do need to pick or 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 I'm doing something wrong or this and that but then I'm like no 
<laughs> it's working for me. Yeah. I'm able to have a, a really, really nice career in many senses. Like it fulfills the financial need that I was going for. It right. fulfills um, the, the social aspect of it. It keeps me busy. It keeps me um, challenged because every transaction is different. Every person is different. Right. And you always have to be listening to the person and, and kind of making yourself um, available to them and and how what is their communication tactic okay i need to communicate in this manner or like if somebody pisses you off how do you not like curse at them you know like it, it just helps you as a human at least to me it just helps me it keeps me challenged it keeps me on my toes yeah because no transaction is the same and no two people are the same and same with uh, performance and the ideas that are coming out of your head and taking that risk of okay i thought about it now i'm gonna do it Right. Which I, and, and make it real. And make it real. So yeah. I think uh, both career choices that I'm doing have that element of risk. So what is it like being a realtor in the fourth largest city in the United States? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, so many houses, so many houses, so many houses. <laughs> well, the beauty of, of Houston um, is that it's very diverse. I mean, it's going to sound super cliche, but it's true. It's very diverse. So I get to meet people from all over the world. Yeah. I have clients from India, from France, uh, Latin America. And these people do become part of, like, you become invested. So a, a lot of them end up becoming friends and you get to learn from them. And, you know, uh, you even get to travel with them to their home countries. It's happened. Uh, I would never have this opportunity if I wasn't in real estate, right? Right. Um, and, and, you know, people think real estate is very flexible, but it's actually not that flexible because you're accommodating to everybody else's schedule. Right. But at least you don't have to be in an office from nine to five. So you can more or less plan your week where you can be like, OK, these hours I'm going to be, you know, thinking about my art, uh, applying to residencies or applying to grants or what, whatever it is. I try to make a to do list of things that I want to accomplish w within the week and within the month. They mm -hmm. don't always happen, you know, <laughs> like, of course, things change and plans change. But at least I have I try to designate some hours to those things. So we, we talked a little bit about um, kind of the clientele. Could, could you just kind of talk a little bit about the humanity that's on display? Yeah, I think that has been a, a, big, a big challenge in, um, in this career because you do get to, to become invested in the person, right? So I have to almost like make, put a step back and not put myself in the situation because, you know, I, I get to hear their stories and I get to hear like if they're struggling with something, I, I get to find out or like, oh, you know, my husband got laid off or I mean, you're dealing with real, real things that are happening in people's lives. At the beginning, when I started doing real estate, I took it very personal. Like if something turned out wrong or like they, they made a decision that I didn't think was the right one or whatever, like I would get really angry. And that was draining me, really, like, cause people drain you, people drain your energy, like when you're in front of people and dealing with people, it's, it's very, a very draining experience. Um, I've had to learn to, to be more of like, just the manager, I'm just the manager. Um, I, like, I, I'll be as involved as you want me to be, but this is not my life. Right. Like, you know, like, kind of see it from a third person point of view. Mm -hmm. I think that has been the hardest challenge. Have you worked with other artists, like, um, to find them home? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, yeah. What would be kind of your advice to for, artists for artists looking to buy a home? Um, I think, I mean, and, and I have this conversation a lot with, uh, artist friends that are 
only doing art as their main job and, and making it as full-time artists. Or some of them will have like a teaching job mm -hmm. or some of them work at, at bars to kind of, you know, you never just do one thing, right? As an artist, you're always doing many different things. And I think right. a lot of the times um, you think that because you don't have, you don't have enough money to buy a house, right? Or, or like, I'm never going to be able to do it because I'm struggling and this and that. So my first advice would be, Call me. No, my first <laughs> advice would be, um, you know, you, you, need to, you need to talk about finance, right? You need to talk to somebody that can guide you in, in your finances. And my first um, recommendation is to talk to a lender. Mm -hmm. And of course, like I, I have uh, people that I can recommend. You don't have to be ready to buy a house. Like you don't, you can be far from it. Or you might think you're far from it, but really you are qualified. So my first um, advice would be, Talk to a lender. If you're not there yet, if you still need X amount of money or if you have um, credit card loans or, or whatever you have, they will be able to point you in the right direction so that in six months or in a year, you can get to where you want to be. So for me, it's planning. Like, don't think just because, oh, I don't make that much money and I'm, and I'm an artist and I will never be able to afford mm -hmm. a house. Uh, that, that's probably not true. I mean, we're in America. In America, there's opportunity, right? <laughs> we as humans, I think, tend to think that we need more than what we actually do mm -hmm. or, or tend to think that we want certain things that we really don't want. Like, you know, for example, if a client tells me we really need a pool, we like we really, really, really need a pool. I can tell you I had a pool for many years in Florida and I probably used that pool like two, three times. Yeah. Right. So I, I think... <laughs> Again, like I was saying, being a realtor, you're also a manager, but you're also a guidance counselor and you're also like all these other things because you're right. trying to, to, to sit down with your client and say like, okay, wait a minute, why do you need the pool? Like, what are really your needs? Or like, instead of saying something like, okay, you want a house with three bedrooms? No, like, let's think about this. What's your lifestyle like? Do you like to be near parks? Do you like, are you someone that goes out to a lot of restaurants? Like, Let's start with your lifestyle as it is right now and go from there in deciding to what it is, what kind of house you need. Because your house should not define your lifestyle, it should be the opposite. Think of me as the Swiss Army knife of real estate. I can point you in the right direction for your unique needs. With my strong negotiation skills and marketing background, you can be sure that your best interests will always be protected. So contact me today. I would be happy to help and meet a new friend while I'm at it. Thank you again for listening to Glass Tires, Not a Hobby podcast with Daniela Antello. You can find out more information about her on glasstire.com and also find her contact information in case you are looking to rent or buy or sell a home. I'm Ariana Roche, and again, thank you for listening.